This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Parent Footprint Podcast with Dr. Dan. I'm your host, Dr. Dan, and this podcast is brought to you by Parent Footprint and Parent Footprint Awareness Training. Our goal at Parent Footprint and our mission is to create a more loving world with more compassionate people, one parent and one child at a time. We believe the key to raising happy, healthy, engaged, and aware kids are for us parents to focus on being happy, healthy, aware, and engaged in our own lives. When we do this, we can think about what we want for our kids, how we were parented, how our parenting plays out in parenting our own children, and we can parent with purpose and intention based on our own vision of successful parenting, and then choose the footprint we want to leave for our kids and grandkids. On this show, I have the great privilege of talking to amazing parent experts, people experts, and a bunch of people from the allied fields of human development. And today, I am really excited to be talking to Allison Carmen. Allison is the author of the book, The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times. That is also the title of our show today. And I want to tell you a little bit about her. She spent many years, over 15 years of practicing law, and then she found hope and freedom when she discovered the mindset of maybe. And now she works with a variety of clients from business to entrepreneurs, artists, designers, attorneys, everyone across the world talking about, speaking about, and writing about this idea of maybe, and also very pertinent to this show, um, she has a few kids. So she knows what it's like, like all of us, to be a parent as well. So Allison, thanks so much for being on the show. So excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me. And I also need to add, I also had the unique privilege of reading Allison's book, just before it was published, which is one of the primary reasons that she is on the show, because the book is awesome and opened my mind in a way that I know, Allison, that you're going to open our listeners' minds as well. So I think the thing to launch into is tell us a little bit about how you stumbled into this idea of maybe and why it became so personal and essential for you in your own life. Well, I always say that I was addicted to certainty. If I didn't know what was going to happen next in my life, I predicted things were going to be bad or they weren't going to work out. 
And I think a lot of us have this addiction in society. We're so worried that we're not okay. We're so afraid of the unknown. And what we all do to make ourselves feel better is we write stories to make us feel okay. We could write the story that I'm going to have this job till I retire or I'm going to have this amount of money in the bank when I'm 50, or my child's going to get into this college and everything in their life is going to be wonderful. And we hold on to these stories really tight. But then we all know life has uncertainty. So when these stories don't happen the way that we thought they would, we start to feel scared and we start to feel vulnerable. And we start to see that we can't hold on to certainty because life is filled with the unknown. And so most of my life, I was always struggling with this, this idea of, I don't know. So I wrote these huge stories. And the biggest story that I wrote when I was a kid was that everything will be okay. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to get a job at a really large law firm. I'm going to get a great job. I'm going to marry this great guy. The balloons are going to come down. Everything is going to be wonderful. And I wrote that story for a really long time. And I actually remember walking to work my first day. I went to law school. I got the job, got the guy. And I said, I've arrived. No more uncertainty. Life is going to be great. All my worries are over. And I know it sounds like a really simplistic view of life, but I actually was so afraid of the unknown that this story became very important to me. And then the second day of work, my office mate comes in and says, hey, Allison, did you hear they're firing half the first years? And I was a first year. And that was the moment in my life where I realized I am never going to win this game. I am never mm. going to find certainty in my life. But that idea just ruined me. I was always anxious, but then realizing that I couldn't play this game anymore and write these stories to make myself feel better, I stopped sleeping. My immune system mm -hmm. became compromised. And I started running all over the place, hoping that someone could help me. And I went on like this for a very long time. Until one day, I heard this beautiful story about this farmer. It's a Taoist story. And this farmer had a horse, and his horse ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the best luck, the, the worst luck, excuse me. The farmer says, maybe. And the next day, the horse comes back with five mares. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son is on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the army comes to take his son to war, and they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer <laughs> says, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, it, the story means that things are neither good or bad. They just change. But for me, maybe because I'm from the West, the minute I heard this story, I actually felt a pop in my chest. Because in my life, I was so busy. The minute something I didn't like happened, I went into this fear-based mode. Things are bad. They're not going to get better. They're not going to work out. I'm not going to be okay. This idea of maybe made me see that it's not, life doesn't come down to one moment that the horse could always come back. There could be five mares. There could be another possibility. And it sounds like such a simple concept, but this little concept took me from this really cramped place in my mind where I was so convinced I was always doomed and maybe brought me to this open space where I realized that life is filled with hope and possibility. And out of all the places maybe helped me, it has been in parenting. Because that's the place. See, the thing right. about parenting that's so tricky, right, is that we need our kids to be okay no matter what. And we have this attachment. And so mm -hmm. in a way, I guess we could say on some level, we're all going to suffer. But we, what we fail to see is part of our suffering with our children is inability to deal with the unknown. Because the minute we don't like what's happening with our children, we often jump, well, it's not working out. How will they be okay? What will their future look like? And this idea of maybe softens it because you get to say, maybe I don't know the answer right now. Maybe things are still okay. Maybe things will work out. Maybe I need to act in this moment. 
maybe there's something else. Maybe I could just enjoy the moment with my child, whatever we're doing. So what's interesting about maybe is that it always gives us hope and it, it leaves us more flexible. It leaves us more aware and it gives mm-hmm. the ability for that space. And with that space, we become happier people, better people and, and better parents. Well, and what I love where you made the jump to uh, to parenting our kids and, and how we need our kids to be okay so we can be okay. And what, what that makes me think about is how often all of us well-intentioned parents are maybe unknowingly, unconsciously driven by this need for everything to be okay, this need for certainty, and we're parenting in a way with that goal as opposed to what our child might really need in that moment. So it was kind of like blinders. Right. And we, and we can't even, we really don't see it. it it's, it's really fear-based parenting. We think we're positive and we're joyful and we're, we're giving our children positive messages. But when they came home, come home with a bad grade, a lot of us are saying, oh my God, how are they going to get into a good college? How, how are they going to have a good career? We don't realize that we are taking that grade way out into the future when all it is, it's just a grade. And there's no maybe. So that's what happens. We lose the maybe in parenting because, again, we're so frightened that they're not going to be okay in the future. So this idea is so cool because it it takes us from that future. See, the future projection, it has no Mm -hmm. bottom. So we could write the worst stories, the worst fears of all the possible things could happen to our children. And what maybe does, it calms that down. It brings us back to the moment. It makes us realize we don't know. See, we forget not knowing is often our best friend because that's where life's Mm going to change. That's where things right. are going to get better. So if you're having a problem with your child today, the unknown, that's the place where you should feel hopeful. But instead what we do is we look at the unknown as our enemy and we write the story that whatever's happening today, it's just going to lead to bad things in the future. So maybe it's so great because it helps us change this dialogue from this negative place to this possible place. And even if you still have that one fear, the fact you're on this larger playing field and you say, okay, well, in the unknown, that fear exists, but there are so many other possibilities we become better parents because instead of being fear-based, we decide mm-hmm. to parent with possibilities. And it really, for me, it is, it's changed my life and it's changed how I parent. Because when mm-hmm. one thing happens, I don't go to that worst-case scenario. I can actually stay present knowing that so much more is possible. And you're talking about this idea of narratives and stories that we create, and you're right. Most of us associate uncertainty with fear and worry and all the bad things that can happen. But who who says that those are the only possibilities? Why can't all that uncertainty be more open to, hey, some, some, positive, some good things can come? We don't know. We don't know. And not knowing, for me, is a beautiful place. Now it is, now it is right? I mean, now it is. But before so, it would not know yeah. it used to destroy me before. Right. And just for all the listeners, and I can share my own experience uh, with uh, fear of uncertainty. So is it is it almost the hardwired place to be for humans, do you think? Is this place of uncertainty, there's negativity and fear, and we have to work to to give ourselves this new temp- template, this new story or this new narrative to think of it as, wow, I can't wait to see what's going to come. Well, you know, I think it depends. I think sometimes I think we learn this behavior from growing up. We have parents who worry, parents who project. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes people are very religious, so they have faith. I meet people who just are okay with whatever happens, either it's spiritually based or, or faith-based, religious-based. So it really depends on the person. But everything that we do in life, the most important relationship we have in life is with uncertainty. 
And we Mm -hmm. often don't see that. We're always looking to hide from it, but that's uncertainty is the reason we're going to take the job. We're going to be willing to have that relationship. We're going to let our child go to a certain college or let our child take up a new sport or an art. It's our relationship with the unknown that's going to dictate how we react to everything. So if we could shift our relationship and become friends with the unknown, everything is going to change. We're going to be more expansive. We're going to be more joyful. We're going to give more space to our life. And that, I think, it really it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And another key point that you just said is some of us are raised by parents who worry, and we might be raised uh, raised in uh, faith or religion that have certain beliefs that might bring in worry. And so, again, with this whole idea of us parenting with purpose and intention and being mindful of what we're showing our kids, like, what an opportunity, even if we are crippled or addicted to the you know this fear of uh, uncertainty that we if we take a step as parents what you're saying is we are modeling this and showing this and can be impacting our kids in a positive way as well right but again for parents it's a little tricky because let's say i embrace the idea of maybe i'm looking to get a job and i'm i have my maybe practice i realize that maybe things will change maybe they'll get better and i don't get that job i apply for it's, mm-hmm. there's a, it's, it's easier to say, okay, well, maybe I'll get another job and, and maybe this and maybe that. But when it comes to our kids, because we're so attached for, for them to be okay, it's mm-hmm. a little tricky. And that's why maybe is so beautiful because at least you could let go of that, that uncertainty piece. So that's the piece. If we can kind of figure out a way to deal with that piece in a better way, that's when things will really, really help us. And also, you know, we, we think about this idea that some people say, well, why are you so worried? Just stay positive about what's going to happen to your child. Just stay positive that she'll feel better or stay positive that she'll do better in school next week. And if you're afraid of the unknown, it's almost impossible to hold a positive thought. Because, okay, let's say you try to be positive. Okay, my child's going to do better today in school. My child's going to make friends today. The minute she doesn't do better or the minute her, she gets bullied or the minute something happens you don't expect, you're going to be battling negative and positive, negative and positive, and the fear of uncertainty is just going to take over. It is a very, very strong enemy when it comes to positive thinking. But maybe it's so powerful because maybe it doesn't force you to stay positive. It just says, look at all the possibilities. So when your child comes home and maybe they don't do well in school, you don't have to say, oh, I'm going to feel really great about the next grade. You say, okay, listen, maybe I need to get a tutor. Maybe things will change over time maybe everything is still okay. Out of all the maybe statements, maybe everything is still okay. It's such a powerful statement because it takes us from the doom and gloom, things are bad, to okay, this could work out another way. So what do you find when people start to embrace this idea of maybe and change the way that they're looking at uncertainty? What do you find, how do they connect in life on a daily basis? Well, the first thing and the first experience I had with it is that it just cut out my stress and worry because I was always worried I, I wasn't going to get the client, my child wasn't going to be okay. So the minute I saw this idea of maybe, there was less stress and worry because I had this more expansive view of life. I realized that maybe it'll work out different. I just felt more hopeful. So over time, that was a really big shift for me. But then what happened is that when my mind wasn't busy projecting into the future all the time, I became very present in the moment. And that was the biggest change that I've had because we don't realize we're so busy telling the stories about everything bad that's going to happen in our lives and how things aren't working out that we actually miss the moment we're in. Mm-hmm. 
And it's very hard for people, even when they want to try to be present, the chatter in the mind just is, is so overwhelming. So what maybe does is the more you have a maybe practice and the, you have like a looser grasp on, on the fear and the worries, you're just, you're in your life. And when you're in your life, things really shift, especially with your children. We miss out so much on present time with our children because we're just telling the story of where their life is going. So when you just say right. maybe everything's going to be okay, you land in the moment and there you are with your husband, at work, with your child, just available to, to just experience that moment. And to me, that's the rich, richness of life. Well, and as you were talking, I was thinking, gosh, you're talking about mindfulness. And then you said, <laughs> then you said, well, when you develop a maybe practice, which a lot of people talk about their mindful practices. So right. could, you're, you're developing a maybe practice to live mindfully and live in the present? Absolutely, because the reason we're not present is because of our relationship with the unknown. The reason we're not present is we're so afraid things aren't going to work out in the future. And so we just want to know. This wanting to know is so damaging to, our, to, to the moment, to, being, to be, having an everyday joy, joyful life. So, yeah, my maybe practice is what brings me present and it makes me mindful. And at the same time, it gives me hope. I always say the idea of maybe is hope without attachment. It's not hope that ruins us. It's our inability to be flexible and fluid to how our lives will unfold. If it works one way, you'll say, okay, well, maybe something else will happen. It just it constantly leaves you in this place where you can keep maneuvering different places and, until you achieve your goal or, or find peace with whatever you're experiencing. Right, and just like the story at the beginning of the show that you talked about with the farmer, it's it's maybe, you know, and, and I see this all the time with my clients and now um, having kids in high school and one who were, you know, doing the whole college thing. It's like this whole pressure about, you know, which school, where are you going to go and will it be the right fit? And we all know from our own lives that sometimes our greatest experiences uh, happened when we didn't end up where we thought we would, but we had so much attachment to it. Right. And, and the part that really gets me is all the suffering. We mm-hmm. suffer so much because of these projections. Like, like the story, okay, yeah, I, I wanted to go to one school, and then I got into another school, and I had a great time. But that, that experience where you think it's not working out, you're, we're just wasting so much time. And we're really shutting down. The thing that happens is that we're suffering, we're in pain, but we're also shutting down for every other thing that could happen. I find what people do is they actually almost turn their back on everything that's possible because they're so busy saying it's not working out. And I also have a a child that's going through the college process right now, and she constantly tries to sell me, if I don't get into the school, things are not going to be good. What's going to happen? And and everyone around you is thinking that way, and you, you just have to take a step back and say, wait, life does not come down to one moment or one school or one experience. There's so much more. And when you could have that idea of maybe when your child doesn't get into that school, you're going to realize it's not game over. There's going to be another experience for them. And maybe if they don't, even if they don't go to the right school, well, maybe they could transfer or maybe things will work. There's so much opening in life. And just we're Mm -hmm. the ones telling the story because again, we're so afraid ourselves that if our child doesn't get into that one college, life won't work out. And even though intellectually we know this, emotionally, we fail to recognize it over and over and over again. And, and again, maybe it's just this little tool. It, it sounds so simple, but mm-hmm. it unhooks us from all the fear. And the minute you unhook from the fear, you suffer less. You end up being smack right in that moment, open for whatever life you know, is going to bring to us. When people unhook from the fear while they're trying to um, go towards maybe, 
Do you find that people, even if it's a little freeing, it's at first uncomfortable because it's just so foreign to be detached from the fear and the, the outcome? Oh, oh, absolutely. There are people like, well, they, they almost, well, what people try to do, they say, well, if I'm in maybe, I'm never going to make a decision. And it's so interesting is that maybe does the opposite. Maybe allows you to have less fear. So you're more likely to be more in touch with who you are and say, I want to do this and I want to do that. And then you'll be so open that you're more likely to get to your destination. But yet people are so uncomfortable at first, they want to fight it. They want to mm-hmm. say, no, no, I need to know. And you know what the funny thing about certainty is? Certainty actually makes us complacent. It actually mm. makes us, especially as parents, too. We, okay, let's just sign up them up for that soccer team that everyone else does. Or let's do, we're just doing what everyone else does. And mm-hmm. as parents, one of our biggest jobs is to really intimately get to know our, our children. And if we could do without that fear and without that need for certainty, we're going to discover a lot of things that are going to surprise us, surprise them, because they're their own individual. And so if we really allow them to, to be in this more of this open space, they're going to be more authentic, and they're going to really figure out a more creative um, life. They're going to find a more creative life and really get a sense of who they are. So it's really a, the practice really um, helps ourselves, it helps us, and it helps our kids, and it just helps all parts of our lives. So then how young do you think in your experience, that you can start teaching, we can start teaching our children about maybe, and and how do you go about it? Well, it can start at an extremely young age. We don't realize how no-focused we are. And so we're not teaching our children, even at really young ages, that so much more is possible. You know, how we speak to them specifically when we're playing, when they're going out of the lines, when they're currently saying, oh, no, 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 go in the lines, go in the lines. And, you know, it's just that thing like, well, maybe that's okay. If we're thinking, well, maybe that's okay, they're outside the lines, they're going to start this new way of expressing themselves. And, and, and you know, you got to be balanced because you want your cho- children to follow rules and all. But even the language that we use when they're young, I find creates more of that yes-no paradigm, you know, this is good, this is bad, because that's what happens. The reason we shut down is we're, we need to define everything as good or bad, and usually nothing is ever that that extreme. But I find as they get older, that's when it really has the most impact, when you see they're in middle school, um, or even, you know, fifth and sixth grade, when they're having difficult times with their friends, or maybe mm-hmm. they find that other people are excelling more, or maybe that they don't feel well a lot, they develop allergies. These are the moments that if you start to give them the practice and let them see that, okay, things are tough right now, but maybe things will change. Maybe they'll get better. And what you could do is your practice could be what my favorite practice is for parents. And mm-hmm. you can kind of walk it through with your children. What you could do is ask your child what their biggest fear is. Now, you probably already know if they're young, what's happening. So you could say, oh, you know, I see that you're, you're really worried that you're not going to make any new friends this year. And you wait for their response, and hopefully they'll be open enough to communicate with you. And then when you hear their biggest fear, you, you turn around to them and you say, how do we know this is true? Are we 100% certain this is true? Do we know for sure it's true? And you could use whatever language, you know, you feel would be appropriate for them. And they're going to look at you and they're going to say, no, mom, I, I don't know it's 100%. And then you start writing maybe statements down. And you, and you help them. Sometimes you need to write it for them if they're young, but if they're mm-hmm. older, they know what they are. And you could assist them sometimes. They're really big statements. Maybe everything's okay. Maybe things will get better. Or 
specific statements too. Like maybe we can call the new person, you know, who moved in down the block, or maybe you need a tutor this year, or maybe you'll get better at math, or maybe there's a subject you haven't discovered yet. And you just allow them to, to sit in this open space where that one fear, even if they don't let it go, doesn't dominate their lives. And mm-hmm. it's a very, very powerful exercise. You could even do it in diagrams with circles and, mm. um, uh, it, you know, we could, it gets a little complex to describe it. You know, it's easier to show you on, on a pad and paper. But there's, once you get the idea of maybe as a parent, you're going to find unique creative ways to, to implement it into your child's life. If it's in a conversation, if it's in an exercise, if it's in a walk in the park, you just keep letting them see that there's always more than, than one way and they will become maybe thinkers. Well, and after I read your book, I immediately started to apply these principles in my work with um, anxious, worrisome, uh, worried, scared uh, people of all ages. And when it landed, like just that smile on their face and that feeling of relief, it was just it was just so powerful. So uh, I have seen personally in my work too how this concept can really help create that distance and create other possibilities from the uncertainty and the worry. So what would you say if there's like one thing that you want the listeners to take away from living with this gift of maybe, what's that one thing that you would give them? Again, it, it sounds so simple that this little word is going to liberate you from all your fear and worry. But it's an amazing word because, again, it takes you from this place where you are so sure life's not going to change. You are so sure you're doomed. You're so sure that your child's never going to be able to achieve anything that you had wished for them. And all of a sudden with this idea, it shifts you to this place where you recognize that one fear might not be true. You could just say, maybe my fear is not true. That one statement alone is going to open you because deep down we all want to be hopeful, but we've forgotten the path. So maybe it's that little word that's going to take you from that little scared place to this open place where you find more hope and possibility for yourself and for your children. And it really is. It's a liberating word. And I, and I hope people at least try it. To hear that, everyone, maybe is liberating and Allison is challenging you to try it. Just try it one time and see what happens. There's no downside, only upside. You never know. Because maybe it will work out. Yeah, maybe everything is still okay. Maybe it's still okay. Okay, now we are going to go to our parent footprint question. A very exciting question. This is the question where I ask you about your parent footprint moment. And what the parent footprint moment is, is a moment in time when you became aware of something about yourself as an individual or something about yourself as a parent, and that awareness benefited your child. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to what we've been discussing all along. I think there are moments where things happen in my home that I start to believe that things are not working out for my children. They could um, not make a play or they can injure themselves, or they could not get accepted somewhere. And you start to believe it's bad. You start to write the story, it's bad. And then I remember, I remember, I don't know if this is bad. I have no idea. And I'm so happy not to know, because in this moment, not knowing means something could change. 
that things could get better. They could find a new interest. They could have a new achievement. They could find a different way in life. Or maybe it's something I couldn't even imagine in this moment, but I know there's hope and possibility. And with that hope and possibility, I've built a tremendous amount of strength and resilience as a parent. And I live with more joy every day. And I know my children feel it. And I'm very hopeful for both their lives because of this practice. The practice of maybe has the ability to transform a household. That's, those are my words of interpreting what I think what your experience has been and what your work um, around the world has been about, right? Transforming daily lives with this gift of maybe. Yes. That one simple word, but maybe it changes everything. Allison, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I want everyone to consider this whole gift of maybe her great book the gift of maybe finding hope and possibility in uncertain times is filled with stories and examples and some that i'll say you know at times rip open your heart and then you see how these courageous people are dealing with really some really difficult life circumstances and embracing maybe to help themselves get through it in a very real real way Alison, can you tell the listeners where they can follow you and find all of your great stuff? Sure. I have a website, alisoncarman.com, and I blog a lot. I also write for Psychology Today and Huffington Post. And my book, The Gift of Maybe, can be found at all major bookstores, independent stores, as well as online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all the other online retailers. So, Alison, maybe we will do this again, right? (laughs) maybe maybe we will this was fun thank you so much for being on the show and um, wishing you all the best thank you for all the work you're doing to help all of us embrace the idea of maybe as we live in the uncertain times that we're all living in right now I would like all of you to go to parentfootprint.com check out our blogs our other podcasts our parent footprint awareness training Help us make the world a more loving and compassionate place, one parent and one child at a time. And I'll leave you with this question. What footprint do you want to leave? <laughs>